What's up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 244. That's crazy. We're going to be at 245. we got to do something special for 250, by the way. Okay. I'm down. I don't know what. I don't know what. We're just going to have all of Spawn Camp on there? Just a little part In one episode? Yeah, something fun. (laughs) That'd be hell. That would be like a salt on your ears. Oh, absolutely. But it'd be fun. It'd be a good time. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm Jeff James. With me is always incredible, unobtainable, luscious Brody Faults bringing you incredible news not so much news this week as it's a pretty dead week but we've got something fun that'll translate pretty well both on the audio and video version of the podcast and that's we're going to be ranking every single nintendo handheld and console i'm gonna say main console and and handheld uh in history um and there'll probably be some debate i think honestly you and i are pretty aligned a lot on this there'll probably be some debate so. external from this podcast where people will be like what the fuck how could you do yeah. that to the dsi and and to <laughs> like be entirely clear here this is solely nintendo against nintendo this is not nintendo versus fucking ps5 and xbox right. series x this is nintendo versus itself exactly but before we get into all of that Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Every single Thursday evening, 9.30 p.m. Eastern King Time Zone, we go live on YouTube and Twitch, and the audio version of the podcast goes live every Friday morning, very, very early. Some might use the term. I will not tonight. Instead, I will say oh. the ass crack of Dawn instead of butt crack of Dawn. <laughs> I, much, I don't think more that prominent. helps. Yeah, Much more I don't prominent. think that helps at all. It gets the point across even even better. Um, <laughs> but it goes live at uh, 5 a.m. on Friday, so you should see it hit your podcast uh, platform of choice. Um, and speaking of that, we're available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. So whatever platform you're listening on to uh, right now and you want to uh, refer us to one of your friends, they definitely will be able to listen to us because we are pretty much everywhere. I'm pretty sure we actually are everywhere. There was actually a I'm site sh- that I thought we weren't on, and then I went to go try to submit, and we were already on it. <laughs> wow, so, that's impressive. And it was a pretty small, like pretty small podcasting site trying to make it. But, uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, and and beyond that, the news uh, obviously is that uh, on this YouTube channel has changed to the name of Spawn Camp now. And Spawn Camp is a collection of uh, a multitude of different shows um, and podcasts. Uh, basically a, a network of, of, of gaming and geek culture to be able to watch uh, on YouTube and, and, and listen to the collection of our podcast. Right now it includes uh, Build Bros, which is some great Gundam talk um, and great just geek culture talk in general. Yeah, and anime, yeah. Uh, just in general stuff, just fantastic stuff. Um, it's got us, obviously, Diggity, a video game podcast. There'll be some more Diggity videos that'll come out, stuff like unboxings and reviews and stuff like that that'll also happen uh, down the line. Um, you've also got the WASD and Beyond Boys, which is like PC-based stuff mainly, but also a lot of gaming news and different takes on things and, and some pop culture stuff that comes up. And then you've got the great OBO show, the Objectively Bad Opinions podcast, which is just a get-together, four friends get together, four, three, two friends sometimes, who knows, but generally four <laughs> people get together and uh, just have a good time discussing whatever the hell comes up. Last episode I was on, I talked about ghosts and spooky holiday inns. <laughs> Oh God! And yeah, I forgot about that. I so I was listening to that in the car. I died <laughs> when <laughs> the only other comment when Nick's like, "Jeff, you're such a logical person, but you're afraid of ghosts." <laughs> and I went, "Yeah, I never really thought about it, but yeah, absolutely, I'm fucking terrified of ghosts." But beyond that, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spawn Camp. You can go check us out there. 
Um, and uh, subscribe to our socials at Diggity Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And without further ado, as per tradition, what have you been playing, Brody? I have been playing. Um, fuck, what have I been playing? <laughs> oh, I've been playing a, a bunch of Lost Ark. Uh, got into that. That is like a MMO style type game, but it's more Diablo than it is really an MMO. Um, it's really cool. I really enjoy it so far. I have basically I created one of every class, and I've been playing probably a couple hours on each class before I decide which one I'm going to actually dump a bunch of time into. Um, so far, it's really good. Uh, I granted I have played that intro part a lot now, and I'm getting sick of that part specifically. But um, I I think I have one more, uh, two more characters to run through this and kind of get used to a little bit. Um, and then I'll be ready to uh, kind of take off here. But so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying it, really, really having a good time with it. And I also played a little bit of Ali Ali World. Uh, not a ton of Ali Ali World, but a, a, a pretty uh, probably like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't really. It's been one of those weeks. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I went back and I also I bought uh, one and two because they come in a bundle for like I think it was like three bucks or something like that. So I went ahead and picked those up. I do not care for one or two. Not at all. Very, very focused on like making sure you hit a button when you land too. And just there's a lot of things going on to where it's probably too much. I feel like Ali Ali World simplifies it in a way that makes it a lot more enjoyable to play. Plus the art style is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, From what I played, it is it is a little difficult and uh, but it's not awful. It is definitely something I think I can figure out if I play a little bit more. But um, yeah, right now it, I'm like, I got to figure it out and spend a little bit more time to actually, you know, master what's going or not even master, just get my hands around what's going on here. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think that's really about it. Uh, how about you? Uh, so I played a, a bunch of different stuff. I played Overwatch. Uh, played some NHL 22, continuing that, continuing to play some Park Attack. Really like that a lot. I think it's a great pickup for anyone on Steam, and they're constantly supporting it with updates. Um, I dived a, actually a little bit into Mario Kart on the Switch, um, oh, nice. only because of obviously the Nintendo news of, of adding new courses. I was like, I'm going to jump back and just play it and just see what I like about it. And I will be purchasing that when it's available. So, yeah. I will definitely nice. be picking that up. Uh, and then, gosh, what else? Uh, play a little bit of Apple Arcade. Uh, this weekend, I plan on hooking up uh, a PlayStation controller to my Apple TV and trying a little bit of Apple Arcade stuff just to see nice. what it's like. Um, there's some decent games on there. Like, I, I'm going to try to play Oceanhorn on that through that. I just kind of like the idea of oh, that. that'd be cool. Um, and it's also going to kind of take me in this, like, direction of, it's so close to being a console if it just had the streaming capabilities like a Stadia. Yeah. And I think if there's any company that could do that and get great adoption from it, it'd be Apple. Yeah. So of it'd course. be interesting to see if they, they offer that or they do that in the future. But that's what I've been playing. I mean, nothing nothing crazy, nothing like brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much I'm like, oh man, I'm really stoked for this to come out. Like I haven't, there's nothing. I'm just kind of like feeding through some some games that I have. I still have like, I still have got a good amount of stuff I have to get through. It takes two with the wife. Still have a, like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I still have probably half of that game left. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's long. I mean, we're, we've put a considerable dent into it for sure. 
but we still have to get through that. Um, I definitely still have to get through some of Hades and I need, I haven't even started Valhalla. So I, I do want to play Valhalla, um, even though it's got some mixed emotion to it. I still want to play it. So, yeah, it's worth playing. I mean, it, it, honestly, when I, what I have put into Valhalla has been in spurts where I'll play for like one night and then I won't touch it for a couple of weeks and I'll come mm-hmm. back to it. And that keeps it kind of f- somewhat fresh to where I'm not, I'm not getting burnout on it. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Um, so I guess bulk of this episode going to be ranking. So let's go to the sweet new screen share screen we got, which is just Ooh. fancy AF and has both of us sitting there and we've got tear maker over here. All right. So you. Look, do, you, do you see it? Not yet. I'm waiting for it to pop up. Oh, yeah, I'm watching like YouTube, delay. so I got it's the like delay. Yeah. delay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't watch on Twitch tonight. Fucking so. delay. Whatever. Anyways, um, we're good. So there's a, there's a bunch of items on this list um, that are are really microscopic things like Pocket Pikachu and shit like that. We're gonna try to keep it more based to the basics, I would say, and we're gonna start with home consoles and then we'll work our way into um into handhelds but for now we'll 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 keep it locked on to consoles and we'll be able to rank these things the the rankings go pretty easy it's s plus plus s plus s a b c d f f minus f minus minus i'm sure things will move as we go along but this is fantastic if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast too don't worry we're going to talk in a manner of like we hate this or we like this shit and put yeah. it accordingly into it. <laughs> um, and then what's also nice is on the video, you can go and check out the video if you want to and go to the end if you want to see basically where we where we ended. So let us begin. We'll start with the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I'll read a quick little blurb just about units sold, shit like that. See if we can kind of not sway us, but give some fact behind the stuff, right? So it sold okay. 61 million units, okay? Wow, that's impressive, honestly, for yeah. basically being one of the first real home consoles. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first systems that could play different titles on interchangeable cartridges that could be purchased in stores. Obviously, Atari had this as well. However, it was able to do different games, not you know built by other third parties and such. Um, a redesign was made in 1993 called AV Famicom in Japan and new style NES in other regions such as America in 1985. So, shall we discuss... I, oh, I, this is this is so tough. This is the, the OG. Tough. This is the big poppy yeah. of, of of gaming. So, so I don't I don't have a whole lot of nostalgia for this console myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get into played a games shit ton of later. it because I did not See? have the money to get the new systems for a while until me and my brother had our own like paper route to save up. So we yeah. had like one of these hand me downs from my uncle. Ah, gotcha. We played the shit out of the NES. See, I played the shit out of the SNES. Yes, I also played the shit out of that too, but we got <laughs> this first. Fun fact too, before we get into the tier structure of this, before we before we first put the NES down, video games had done so bad as an industry right before the NES was going to launch in America that they put the NES in the toy aisle, or sorry, in the electronic yeah. section instead of the toy aisle because video games used to be in the toy aisle. And so people bought it as an electronic device rather than a toy, thus allowing adults to go into it and be able to access to get the box. Because, I mean, if you're a guy and you're going to go or a girl, or you're an adult and you're going to go down the toy aisle and buy something, it's a little awkward if you're by yourself. 
if your kid's not with you or it's not Christmas time? Uh, yeah, I yeah. You know I, mean, what I mean, the, yeah. Uh, right now, I I don't get like it. you go to Target, <laughs> right? You go to Target and you're in the Hot Wheels section, and next to it, there's an NES. You're gonna be like, yeah. And at that time, video games were so new that it yeah. was at that one of time, especially. I I think now it's a little less uh, frowned upon. I mean, I oh, I've certainly. walked out of Target with Gundams without my kids there, so it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is this is a hard one for me because it is. I mean, it's it's the granddaddy, right? Like this is certainly basically what kicked all of this off. I don't have the nostalgia for it, so I would. But again, being the grandfather of of home consoles really i mean yeah you had your atari i, I think th- it's an s plus oh i i was i i was in the the a or s somewhere oh okay why just because none of those games hold up to this day right not really some of your, your okay fair enough fair like, enough fair enough mario that's, that's my big thing nah, mario really. does well, not eh, the Mario holds up right. I would say the SNES say version S. works better. Okay, S. S-A-S. All right, yeah. that's fine. I'll take that. Boy, people are gonna be fucking like, what? Yeah, it, it's tough because again, it is it's it's granddaddy, right? But at the same so time, so this is, this is ten out of ten. This is scoring an eight, which is not, in perspective. That's fine. Bad, right? That's fine, especially for a console fine. that most of the games don't hold up. I but you have to you have to put respect on that name, right? Like that Certainly. that is. That is the fucking granddaddy. Like, otherwise, if I was looking at this now and say this console came out now compared to other things, like it would be obviously a very different story. But I mean, it's it's the it's the NES, man. Like, it, it's a big deal. Um, I also just don't have that nostalgia there for the NES. So, all right, it's moving hard. on it's to the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. The Super Nintendo Entertainment System featured enhanced graphics, a brand new controller, and more. It was the first 16-bit console by Nintendo, though it sold fairly well, around 49 million units. The Sega Genesis was a major competitor to the SNES, with both Nintendo and Sega giving an extensive ad campaign calling out both sides. Like the NES, it had a redesign, this time being the Super Famicom Jr. in Japan, and new style SNES in other regions. Also, fun fact, it had a satellite modem peripheral in Japan. Way ahead. Wow. That's crazy. way ahead for the time. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's a, lot of, fun facts a lot of cool, it. like random <laughs> Nintendo facts here. Yeah. Um, I have so much nostalgia for the SNES. Oh, my, my God. Same, bro. Growing up as a kid, I never had one, but I went to a babysitter's that all summer long. And then after school, I would go to this babysitter's house and we would play SNES. And, and then they ended up getting an N64. And mm-hmm. we played the shit out of the N64. But the SNES, I mean, I have so many fond memories of this console. This is, to me, I think this is S+. Plus. S+, plus or S++? Plus plus? This is a I, 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10? Oh, fuck. Don't do this to me. <laughs> so I think, I, I, I think it's... Uh, I hate uh, to give anything a perfect, but I think it's pretty fucking damn near perfect. I yeah I, I mean, I'd have because yeah. there's memorable games that are just fan, phenomenal. I mean, you know, let's not shit anybody on on Nintendo Direct Online, right? When they when they put out retro games to it, right? Like NES was cool. SNES, NES stuff comes up, we're like, ah, they turn it on, they're like, uh, SNES. It's like Super Mario World. Holy shit! Yeah, 
Let's oh, jump into that. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to putting it in S plus plus. Also, I, I think you have a point. Unbelievable! I loved it. I just love the style step, of all of it. Yeah, that step up from the NES to the SNES is night and day. Like, so nine or ten? I, nine or ten, sir? Ten. Okay, I'll go with you on that. I agree with that. I I, I really I can think still it's better than the down, NES. I can sit down and I can still play SNES games to this day. I can still go back and load up Super Mario World and still enjoy the shit out of it. Whereas like the original Mario and things like that, I I I don't enjoy it nearly as much. It's cool from a like a novel standpoint, but I I would I would throw it in that 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 10 category. I I agree with you. I mean, I I think it's almost a damn near perfect perfect system moving on to the n64 the nintendo 64 featured greatly improved 3d graphics and a new controller that introduced a modern joystick it was also the first home console to have four controller ports built into the system it sold 32 million units with its lack of a disc format the lack of strong third-party support and it being released after its competitors consoles it could not sell as well 1996 Oh, this one's a tough one because the controller's dog shit. Uh, (laughs) So the controller at the time was given grace because it was just so interesting and weird. Now, I mean, you get limp joystick. You don't want limp stick. No, no, that's the that's the worst new metal band. Um, I this one. God, I have a lot of fond memories with this console. One of my favorite game, actually my favorite game of all times is, uh, is on this console. Um, but I have a hard time giving the N64 anything above a B just mainly because of the controller and mainly because, um, God, I, I don't know. It may, it may slip into that a category, but the controller was terrible and they had, huge windows in between some of these massive games that we know it, the console it only launched with two games in the u.s right i i would actually throw the n64 into b and i hate to say that again my favorite so, game of all time is on this yeah. console i will f- i will fight the b and say a only because okay although console design shitty graphics did not keep up with competition and the controller was shitty the amount of IP that was birthed on this console was absolutely insane. So Ocarina okay. of Time, Majora's Mask, Smash, yep. right? Yep. Fucking Mario Kart as we know it today in Diddy its form. Kong racing. Diddy Kong Racing. Oh. Um, SXS. Star Fox. Star yep. Fox 64. There's so, there's I, so I don't know. If you're games. cool with it, I'd rather put it at an A just for that I'm, fact. I'm okay with that. It was okay a cultivator of great intellectual property. And yes. I will also bring you one of the weirdest facts ever in the world. Nintendo had to sell Mario Party with protective gloves for the N64. The N64's controller was oddly shaped and difficult for some gamers to grasp at first, but the implementation of an analog stick is something that systems have been using ever since. However, that stick, despite being a logical leap forward for gaming tech, came back to haunt the company after receiving complaints about injuries suffered while using the analog stick to play Mario Party. (laughs) The New York Attorney General came to terms on a settlement with Nintendo to begin selling sports gloves to anyone who bought the title. Blisters were of injuries, of course, during portions of the game that required players to move the stick at a rapid pace because it was just a hard piece of plastic. There was no rubber on the top of that fucking thing. It was horrendous. Yeah. You oh, know? It was terrible. It was awful. They could call an 800 number if they wanted the gloves to obtain them. <laughs> I, 
it this hurts me to even put this at at that low but I, because i love this console i really do but there you can't overlook some of the 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 issues that this console had and it definitely did birth some of the craziest i mean just best ips grow, going forward obviously zelda and mario were around before but mm-hmm. not in this way this was a very unique and very i mean honestly this this cultivated like all of gaming going forward. I mean, uh, you had uh, GoldenEye and all sorts of things on here that completely changed gaming landscape. But overall, as a console, looking at this as a console itself, I agree, A tier. That's where we're at. Okay, cool, perfect. Perfect, 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 perfect. Um, Next up, the GameCube. The GameCube featured enhanced graphics and a new controller as the games came on mini disc. It was the first Nintendo home console to solely use a disc format for games. It was also the first and only Nintendo system to require additional memory cards in order to save progress. Though not Nintendo's worst selling home console, it sold around 22 million units, uh, being no match for the PlayStation 2, which was very popular at the time, even to this day, um, being the best selling console. Released 2001. Fun fact about the GameCube, it's not actually a cube. Despite a seemingly clear-cut moniker, the GameCube is really a cube in name only. Though its width and length do manage to get close at 5.9 inches and 6.3 inches, respectively, its height is over an inch smaller at 4.3. Not a cube. Not a true cube. Also, Pikmin is actually playable on PC. That's also a fun fact. Nintendo left a .exe file on the mini-disc, and it is completely playable on PC. I did. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, people got to it and extracted shit out of it. But yeah, that was a yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. So, fun facts. Fun facts here, always on diggity. Anyways, where the fuck does it rank? For me, Ooh, yeah, I'm this shit is above the N64 on this. Okay. So, the GameCube is interesting. Looking back on it, looks very lame. Yeah. Third-party games on it were awful. Yes. Like, usually it was like shovelware bullshit of like... You name name a movie and then they made a game and it was on GameCube. You know what I mean? And it was like a lesser version of the shitty game that would be on PlayStation for the for the movie. Um, but it also had incredible IP on this as well. I mean, great shit. We had Double Dash. We had Melee. We had Metroid <laughs> Prime. Metroid Prime. We had Star Fox. Wind Waker, Wind Waker, which arguably is a lesser liked Zelda due to its uh, yeah. type, but I fucking love Wind Waker. Yeah, Wind Waker is fantastic. It looks great. I personally think it sits at nest here. I don't think it's an S plus. I don't think it's a nine out of ten. I don't think it's a ten out of ten. I think it's an eight. At nest tier. <laughs> I like that. At it's not S tier anymore. It's nest tier. Uh, so, I and the controller yeah. is fantastic too. I mean, it molded to your yeah. hands. Well, I mean, people are still buying that controller to play Smash to this day. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that that fantastic. is absolutely something to be said there. I I would agree. It is. Uh, God, yeah. Just looking back at that console in hindsight. Yeah, it, it, it it's kind of a, a dorky console, right? But I remember I have so many fond memories with the oh GameCube because that was so one of good. my. That was one of my like first home consoles that I actually yeah. owned. Yeah, same. I ha- GameCube I was the first N64. one for us that we bought outright. Like we we got it, and I was lucky enough 
living in Canada, I got this special um, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Zelda 2 uh, mini disc that came out with launch for the GameCube, which is a Canada only thing from Toys R Us. And I've got it. I need to bring that back over here. So I have them for my collection. But that's I would huge, huge thing. I would say this is S tier, and I would almost throw it into S plus tier if it wasn't for the terrible third party support. Here's the thing, though. I, I want to bring this up, too. Bad third party support. But what other Nintendo console had so much modulation to it? The Game this Boy player. True. I mean, the Game Boy player, bro. One crazy thing here. Like, I, 22 dude, million. I, I would have I thought, thought it was it more higher than that. Yeah, I, I knew it was really low, but I it. 22 million when you hear it compared to you know like even the n64 at 32 million seems just downright fucking disrespectful (laughs) yeah i know um oh god this is i don't know if i want to go s plus i i I, I think i'm gonna go s level nest level for sure yeah let's throw it s or nest level okay it gets thrown into nest it it's such i i adore that console i still have a broken one sitting over here the disc drive is entirely fucked on this thing but i i mean i remember i played tony hawk pro skater on this i played a lot of shit on here that worked great you know and and uh i easily one of my personal most beloved consoles but it's really hard to when you're objectively looking at everything and and trying to you know figure out where it belongs i think i think nest here is good remember how like um what was it was it called cubes or blocks like the memory and you're like what the fuck is a block yeah, how much blocks. does that represent yeah because you know nintendo just assumed that nobody else could figure out like actual storage measurements and so it was just all blocks it's like oh you need 12 blocks and you or you need 12 blocks and you have three blocks open like oh okay cool well i have to delete something don't need this save file anymore i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh and smash bros melee also on this i just i adore that game still <sighs> cool fond memories M- moving on we've got the wii uh featured motion controls a new online system various multimedia channels and slightly improved graphics the graphical change wasn't nearly as dramatic as previous console tra- uh, transitions it fully supported GameCube games and controllers at launch, making it the first Nintendo home console to be backwards compatible. And its main selling point was its motion controls. Obviously, this made the casual audience lean towards buying it. It sold 101 million units, making it Nintendo's best-selling home console when it launched in 2006. Good God. Crazy uh, I feel like I'm going to get hate for what I'm about to say, but I think this belongs B tier because the motion control wasn't all that great and it was definitely more suited for a casual audience rather than somebody that actually wanted to sit down and play a real fucking game. I agree. I The only thing <sighs> I'd say about it being higher up is that at the time that motion control was a big deal. Yeah, I have to go back the to the big, big deal. deal. I agree with you. Like every everything looking That's back true. on it was dumbed down. Yes. Like mm, I mean, I guess yeah. well, there was Oh my gosh, I'm going to get killed for this. Twilight Princess on GameCube and Wii, correct? Yes. It crossed over Skyward Sword on Wii and Wii U. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. 
Skyward Sword used the motion. Skyward Sword, arguably not a great, not a great Zelda game of the best. Yeah, and some people would fight over that, but I, I agree. As a diehard Zelda fan, uh, I don't like Skyward Sword. Yeah, I mean, my fact, my my point is that like stuff was, most games were dumbed down, like you said. Yeah. Even even the hardcore IP stuff. So if yeah. I had to rank it, I'd I think I'd sit it at a B. Honestly, while it, technologically it was, it wasn't even that it was technologically advanced. They just took a bigger risk and it paid out. It worked because mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't necessarily new technologies. New technology, I guess, for gaming. Um, but with all that great IP that carried over from both the N sixty four and GameCube, they dumbed it down. Yeah. So. So we yeah, could be. I mean, uh, I I'm cool with that. I would say, really, the only games I really got it. I mean, I played some third party stuff on there. Like I remember, I had like Rock Band for the Wii or something like that, you know. But um, or Guitar Hero for the Wii. But I I think I played like I I definitely played Twilight Princess, played Skyward Sword, and I played um a lot of Smash Bros. Brawl. But other than that, I mean, the game that sticks out the most in my mind is. Wii Sports, which is silly, but I also had like a Need for Speed Carbon, I think was the game that was out on that, and that was wonky at best. I don't know. It like it definitely at the time it was a it was a very, very cool thing that they did there, but I don't think in the long run it has really held up. Um mm-hmm. and I, I think B is by no means a bad bad console. Like the Wii is not a bad console. It's just I don't think it has withstood the, the test of time like some of these other consoles, especially with like the IP that they brought forward, where I don't think sure. we really brought a lot of that. Sure. Um, fun fact on the Wii, the Wii Balance Board sold in Japan does not hold as much weight as the Western Wii Balance Board. <laughs> that oh, seems like an odd choice. Just make it a, the same across the board. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, this one's going to be really quick. We're going to get a little into the weeds on this, but I, I do want to discuss it only because we can fill it and it makes sense. So Wii Family Edition, also called the RVL 101, is a revision of the Wii that could only sit horizontally and removed GameCube support. It came bundled with new Super Mario Brothers Wii and the original Super Mario Galaxy soundtrack. And released in Just 2000. the soundtrack, not the game? Yeah. And it came out in 2011. This had Wii Motion Plus. If I had to rank this, I would sit this shit at an easy D because Wii Motion yes. Plus was the biggest sack of shit ever because they yes. said, boy, it's got better motion. And what game did we come out for it? Wii Music. Moving a trumpet around. Are we well, agreeing on, on D or that, F? Oh, yeah. Because it I also would... removed GameCube support. I, I mean, that alone is almost enough to bump it down to F. For okay. me personally, Let's put it I, out. I don't. Yeah, without the GameCube support and without, I, I and like you said, the the Wii Motion Plus was bullshit, and you could get it on the regular Wii. It was just an an attachment you plugged into the bottom of the Wii Mote. Like it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I I'd say D at best, but I would I would lean more towards F. Okay, cool. It's a Wii, but worse. <laughs> Well, we can get even worse, my friend. 
<laughs> Four, we can go to the Wii U. The Wii U features a new controller known as the Wii U GamePad, which has a 6.2-inch touchscreen built into it. It also boasts new 1080p HD graphics only on the TV screen. And it was released in two models, the 8-gigabyte white version and the 32-gigabyte black version. It has the NFC chip used to scan in Amiibos, which was introduced, which was a cool collective thing that they did. And it's kind of fizzled out recently. But it fully supports Wii games and controllers with bad marketing and no one wanting the gimmick, which was the gamepad, although the rise of the iPad coming out and touchscreens being prevalent everywhere, it sold very poorly. It sold around 13 million units, making it Nintendo's worst-selling home console. It was released in 2012, and it died in 2017. I feel like it died long before that, but... <laughs> so, oh, certainly. <laughs> Officially died in 2017. Um, I don't really have any experience with this. I didn't realize at the time this was, even came out that this was any... like I thought it was just a new version of the Wii. I didn't realize it was a whole new console. I'm at the time I was out of the Nintendo realm for a little while. Um, I this this thing was bad. They had a, the the only saving grace for this console is it had a lot of really good games that have now been ported to Switch. <laughs> Fun fact on it too, just like the Wii, the Wii U will. Um... Uh, uses it use a modified Blu-ray format because Nintendo didn't want to play the licensing fees, so it was only capable of pulling up to twenty-five gigs of data per layer, um, but it would not play Blu-ray discs because they didn't want the licensing, so which they didn't have to put Blu-ray on time, the machine. Yeah, which at this point in time was odd. Like I remember, right. like that was a big deal if your console at this point in time had a Blu-ray player in it. Like, hey, this is awesome. This makes that actually worth it. Um, God, I don't even know. Do you have much experience with the Wii U? Did you oh, have yeah. a Wii U? Yeah, yeah, I had one. So I bought one. Okay. I had the 32 gig black model. And it was interesting. So I enjoyed first of all, Mario Kart 8 was on it, which is fantastic. There yeah. was Zelda Skyward Sword on it, and it was done in more of a manner where it wasn't as much motion, which is nice. Um, and you didn't have to use a nunchuck with your fucking controller and you could feel like you're playing a video game again. That was nice. The touchscreen, um, it came out in, in 2012, it came out right at the perfect time, but it also came out at the worst time. So it came out a time where it's like, oh my God, there's a touchscreen on this thing. And then you got it and you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, this yeah. is, this is worse than like a 3DS screen. This is, this is far worse. And I, I truly believe, well, and we've known now as history's told it and stuff has leaked out about it, but you know, it was supposed to be much more because in the keynote, they were showing how people were able to sketch on it and and video mm -hmm. call each other and do more things on it. And that really never came to be, um, probably because of the popularity and they wanted to cut costs. Um, ultimately, it ended up turning into a multimedia remote for my dorm in college where I could turn my TV on from my bed. I could watch Netflix on the Wii U screen or I could watch it on my TV and I could play the occasional game on it. That was about it. I mean, it was pretty gimmicky. When that, like, it was the best TV remote you could ever have. Like when when yeah. you lost your fucking TV remote, this shit could scan like any model, anything. Like the shittiest like Black Friday TV you could buy from like one of the weirdest brands. Like like we're talking like a, like a sixteen inch fucking TV or something like that. It could scan that shit no problem. And the IR blaster worked for the TV, so it made a great TV remote. Um, the rest of the console was just weird and it was just this weird 
like bastardized version of releasing something where they release this clunky uh, touchscreen that wasn't used or adopted by any developers really after a certain period of time. You still had to use Wiimotes, so you were still buying an old controller for $60 or taking over your old controller to where it kind of felt like what we've discussed a little bit with the Series X where it's like, I don't feel like this was a completely new experience. Um, And you're still kind of waiting for that technological leap to take you to that. Um, The dev kits were horrible. I was able to have experience... Uh, I guess I'll say luckily uh, to be able to witness and utilize a Wii U dev kit. And they are horrendous. I, it looks like a fucking toaster <laughs> and there's a coax cable. Um, so it's really cool. It's like green and white for like Luigi mm-hmm. on the actual gamepad, And it looked really cool as a color. And there's a coax cable that goes into the top of a fitting into the top of it with a big old rectangle sticking out the top of the the gamepad and then that plugs into this beige all metal box with six led lights on it that looks like a fucking toaster um and you had to like you had the disc but then you had to like load up separately into the fucking gamepad it was a disaster for development it made no sense and like when we started looking at it for development, I went, no, this is fucked up. We're not fucking doing this. And everyone else, every other studio was like, no, this is fucking horrendous. So I don't know. I personally, I think it's, I think it's above the Wii family edition because yeah. it's not a cop out. It's its own standalone thing. And it gave us Mario Kart eight. It gave us some decent games towards the end as well. And the um, virtual console on it was pretty decent too. Yeah, yeah, they did. They made up for that. It, it started having apps, which is kind of cool too. But it's like, what the fuck was it ever going to be? You couldn't take it away from your console. No. Right? But and, we can obviously see the steps that it was before the Switch was technologically right. possible at a, at a cost basis that they could sell. Yeah. I, I think I would kind of throw it in that D tier. I agree. Um, I just, agree. Again, I don't have much experience with it. I think I literally only played this thing like once, maybe twice. Mm. Um, but just from what I know about it and I, how terrible the marketing for this was. And also to name a new console, the Wii U, especially being from Nintendo, who has notoriously just been like, eh, it's, you know, like. But Hard this, though when you sold 101 different. million units. Yeah. To lose that name, right? Fuck. That's I mean, true. you still yeah. wanted to get those. The general audience, but the the problem with the general audience is they were fine to have a Wii for the next twenty years because they didn't give a shit about games, right? Right. Um, speaking more of Wii, just quickly, the Wii Mini is a smaller version of the Wii console that, like the Game Boy Micro, was released after its successor. The Wii U, like the Wii Family Edition, it removes GameCube backwards compatibility. In addition, it also lacks many of the f- other Wii's features, such as internet connectivity, an SD slot, WLAN adapter, and only one USB port. It was first released in Canada in 2012, then North America and Europe in 2013, a year after the Wii U's release, and was bundled with Mario Kart Wii. The sales of the console have never been confirmed. And it released in 2012. It is essentially a box with a door that opens up. And that is absolutely fucking it. This is an F minus minus. This is a one out of fucking 10 in my mind. Yeah. I don't know why they thought this would work at all. 
especially after you just launched the Wii U and then you're like, hey, but here's a Wii Mini that doesn't have any of the features of a Wii. (laughs) 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 What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This thing was dog shit. I don't. What's crazy to me is it's got to be their sample market. And Canada is a pretty perfect, like Australian Canada, when people want to launch something tech wise, it's a pretty good test market. But I remember being a kid and walking into the Walmart electronic aisle and being like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) And it was like, it looked like a VHS player. Like it was just this fucking sat there and it was so cheap. Like we're talking, it was like under a hundred dollars. Yeah, I think it launched thing. at 99 bucks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was just uh, the guts I, of a Wii. I don't know anyone that had this. I don't I don't know anyone I, that I had don't, this. I don't know anyone that had it either. I don't even think I've seen one in a store. I literally only know of its existence because of the internet. And yeah. from doing this podcast and being around all of this, like, no fucking clue. Weird. Weirdest a, fucking thing. Another quick console bite. The NES Classic Edition. Is a mini console that emulates the experience of the Nintendo Entertainment System. It includes 30 classic NES games and is compatible with the Wii Classic Controller and NES Classic Edition Controller. Though not a huge success, it was not planned to be. With that in mind, it sold around 2 million units, making it a success in Nintendo's eyes. And yeah, it launched in 2016. So, I mean, where would we put that on this? It, it's it's reliving and coming it, back. I, I think I'd at least throw it in the NES tier, right? Like, to I'd, me, I'd say lower because it didn't. You couldn't put more games on it. It just had a yeah, set amount. I mean, you can mod the fuck out of it. I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Maybe it, it has the majority of the the. Big I'd say hits. put with Wii. I I think I'd throw it in there with Wii. The as fact well. that they what did it. The fact that it's so tiny. <laughs> when it they is brought it back, incredibly small. Like uh, I, I have both the NES Classic and the SNE Classic or SNES Classic, and uh, I. I mean, they're really, really cool for what they are, but it, it, yeah, no, I, I'd throw it down there with the, uh, the Wii. That makes sense. Uh, it, it's cool. I, I definitely messed around with it for a little bit, but I have not touched it really since it came out. It's just not something I'm super interested in. Yeah, I agree. And on top of that, now you can play those on the Switch. So it kind of is like a, it's more so a yeah. collector's item at this yeah, yeah. point. Like it's, it's sitting over here on my shelf and I'll, probably never touch it again (laughs) (laughs) yeah moving on the nintendo switch nintendo switch was a hybrid of home and portable gaming systems it features a portable console with a screen that can be docked to display on larger displays it features modular controllers that can attach to the device itself a grip or in each of the user's hands with the wii u's fail nintendo made sure that the switch did not make the same mistakes it is sold over 89.04 million units as of june 30th 2021 which recently is what 90 something million units at this point something crazy like it's that, over 100 oh yeah that's right it's 110 or something like that or 103 i think it's at 103 yeah okay if i remember um right. and it's still growing at a rapid rate making it the second best-selling nintendo home console uh which will most likely keep going strong an improved version um with better battery life came in august 2019 um Let's talk about the Switch first. So just base level Switch before we get into light and OLED. So base level Switch. Tough. Now, easy S+. Yes. I don't think it's an S++ because we've been held back by games. And we're starting to get shit, but it was a fucking port machine for the longest time. 
And we also first got it. Everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely. So it is probably my favorite Nintendo console, personally, uh, okay. just for the, the idea of being handheld and also being able to play it on your on your TV. It uh, like I said at the top of this episode, we aren't going to compare it to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, but it is also hard to not at least acknowledge that in some sense because now we are also getting games that are ported over to it like well uh, yeah Doom. just the basis of its graphic abilities it's so limited right. it, it and it was limited from the beginning yeah and it can't yeah it was definitely behind by the time it launched and so like things like doom that are being ported over there are not great that's not the best place to play it. i adore it solely because i i'm a big jrpg guy i like rpgs and especially jrpgs and so i play a lot of those kinds of games and it's fantastic for that handheld mode and there's very few consoles that i've ever talked about over the course of doing this whole podcast where i'm like hey this is something that's perfect for this console and i do that all the time for the switch because there are certain games that are something i would like to play mobile um i would yeah i would say it's an easy s plus and i agree i i'm almost on that edge of throwing it into s plus plus but i i agree that the fact that it is graphically limited for the games that are coming out in this day and age i think it does drop down a tier to like a nine out of ten I adore this console, but I just don't think it is quite perfect. Up next, the Switch Lite, quickly on this, loses docking ability, but gains sturdiness. Yeah. And non flexibility. Um, um I, I, I think I, S. Yeah, I, I love my Switch Lite. I only play handheld pretty much on my Switch, uh, unless we have like people over and we're doing like a you know playing a party game or something. Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with it um, because most of the games are developed to be played both ways. Uh, there's a couple games that really struggle to really work, um, but I would definitely throw it. I would throw it S tier for sure. I I I love it. I don't think it really takes that much away from what it is. I mean, granted, it does make it a handheld console only at that point but if you go into it knowing that i think it it does it exceptionally well mm -hmm. uh then the oled version of the switch um, proved some problems on the base model and released on october 8th 2021 uh, so i think the the oled model is still s plus with the standard switch it doesn't change the graphics does it look nicer certainly it looks nicer but it doesn't change it's technical it doesn't change its handicap no. yeah Cool. No, well, I, I would agree with that. I would just throw it right up there with S plus it. It's cool. It's it's but it's not a, like a necessary upgrade that you have to make. And the last one of consoles or console esque stuff, the SNES classic edition, the mini. I throw it at an A tier. One 20 built in NES. games plus Star Fox 2, which was previously unreleased. Yeah, and can be unlocked after playing the first mission of the original game sold five million. Um, uh, just for my, my love of the SNES, I, I, I would throw it one above the NES classic. Yep. I would throw it a, a tier. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a nice, uh, seven out of 10 for sure yeah. on that. It Agreed. has less games than the NES classic, but I mean, I, there's some fucking awesome games on there. <laughs> All right. On to handhelds. Here we go. Here we go. The Game Boy. 
The Game Boy was the first portable interchangeable cartridge handheld by Nintendo. Games were 8-bit black and white played on a green-tinted screen. And the system had a red LED which showed the remaining power. It could last for over 30 hours on its required four AA batteries released in 1989. There is no goddamn way that lasts for 30 hours on four Triple or four double AA A batteries. Yeah. I remember changing batteries in this thing all the damn time. <laughs> so for me, I think while I while I grew up with it, sort of, I had it for a bit before, like my before I went and bought my own Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents, I think one of my neighbors had it, and then he was like done with it or whatever, like because he moved on to something else. And then what just want like he gave it to me, and my parents wanted to see if like I actually liked it because I want to go spend my money on the color. Um, it was know, a cool introduction. Reduction to handheld but it also was super limited it's kind of in line with like it's almost like the wii u in some fashion it was like here's tetris but like it's downgraded here's here's this but it's downgraded like zelda on it wasn't i mean Link's awakening was cool um don't get me wrong but like I don't know. It. I, I don't. This is a tough uh, one. It's so it, it, tough. It's so. All the games on it felt so core Nintendo, which was cool, but it was like core limited Nintendo. Like there wasn't like outstanding crazy third party for Game Boy. Like I know people are like Mortal no. Kombat and other shit. It's like okay, cool, but it wasn't. Like no one was paying attention to handheld. Like I don't know. I think it's B tier. That's kind of where I was personally leaning speaking. To. Um, a, a lot of that is basically because it, it is the grandfather of the handheld market, right? So we and think seven out of, that, of ten. I would I I would say seven out of ten. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 tough. Uh, I have fond memories with the original Game Boy, but at the same time, uh, it was almost more of a proof of concept that it was. I mean, you had the Game Boy Color come out shortly after, and that was a yeah. massive upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Virtual Boy. The first Nintendo console with 3D graphics. The concept was to create a virtual reality experience, and the system featured a pair of goggles to look into, which set a, set a slightly different image to each eye, creating the 3D effect. The graphics could only be displayed in red and black, and the system reportedly caused headaches and nausea, leading to low sales. It was discontinued less than a year after it was released, which it was released in 1995. I think this is a F minus. I don't think it's an F minus yeah. minus like the Mini Wii. Um, only on the basis that they tried something so advanced that would later, and knowing that it came back later, yeah, is cool. So I'm gonna put it at F minus a two. I, I fully agree with that. I'd throw it above the Wii Mini, and it was Fucking it was Wii unique. Mini, <laughs> Jesus, uh, it was it was unique, and they tried something, and it didn't work out. But it, I mean, now we're also at the point, you know, PlayStation is heavy into VR, so like, eventually it worked out. They were just a little early on it, and it wasn't implemented all that great let's talk about the game boy pocket the game boy pocket similar to the game boy but slimmer with a monochrome screen rather than the original pea soup screen it takes two triple a batteries and lasts for a little less time and the first release of the game boy pocket did not come with the red led but due to high demand nintendo was asked to add the led back to the system and this came out in 1996 originally uh i'd probably put it at a at that point 
Yeah, I think it was a big enough upgrade on the original. Fix the screen. Game it Boy wasn't today. a brick. Looked a little yeah, bit that nicer. That original Game Boy was a chunky boy. Fun- function better. Yeah. Okay, so A for that. So so uh, seven. Yeah, out of I'll 10. give it an A. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I almost wonder. Ah, fuck, that's hard. Because I, I mean, it is kind of. I'm looking at it now. It's the same shit. Yeah, it's pretty much the it's same a shit. It's a B. I, I'd throw it B, especially because we're going to get into more versions of the Game oh, Boy yes. that, that oh, I think yeah. would technically rank higher. Now, if you did want to put the pocket above the original Game Boy, I would have to drop the Game Boy down to a C, I think. I think that's the only way it would work if you didn't want it above. I think that's fair. Let's do that. It's it's tough okay. and yeah. so, before so, anybody so gives the, a shit on this, so this the Game is Boy very Pocket, hard. <laughs> the Game Boy Pocket to B and the Game Boy original Game Boy is a C. So the the, the Pocket's a seven and the Game Boy's a six. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk cool. Game Boy Light. The Game Boy Light was I, only released I can in hear Japan. Torches lighting. I can hear the torches lighting yes. right now and the pitchforks being shot. That's sharp. all right. Whatever. Fuck it. We'll make up for it. <laughs> the Game Boy Light was only released in Japan. It was similar to the Game Boy Pocket, except it featured a backlit screen for playing in the dark, and it ran on two AA batteries. came out in 1997. So I would put this still at the B tier. The only difference, he had a light. The light was shitty on it. I had a friend on my street whose uncle worked in Japan, had come back, and had brought this shit back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've never, I was super I've never young. The light's shitty on it. I mean, it's really hard uh, to see. It's glare. It's like more at the bottom than it is at the top. It's gotcha. a Game Boy Pocket. So I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. place that in the B tier. It solves a problem, but it also had even less battery power, and it had a fucking light in it. And um, yeah, and it only released in Japan. So I mean that 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 makes it hard when you're only targeting you know part of the market anyway. Uh, we don't want to do the pocket Pikachu's right. I, I don't know jack shit about the pocket. Pikachu. Okay, that's fine. This is a Tamagotchi, essentially. Right. It, it, yeah. I, I mean, I know that, but other than that, I, I never even fucked with one. Then let's talk about the Game Boy Color, baby. Let's fucking go. Similar to the Game Boy, but with color graphics, it also had many technical enhancements, including a more powerful processor and an infrared wireless link-up port. The system was technically compared to the NES, except the Game Boy Color has a larger color palette. There's no backlit on the screen. It was also backwards compatible with Game Boy games and was released in 1998. I had the see-through purple one, and I fucking loved it. Oh, this is, this is, yeah, this is great. I love this, but it's also hard because we still have more Game Boy I game, agree. I agree. I agree. But, but I would throw it an A personally. It's tough, and the only reason no, you're I would right. You're right. A- it's because if the Game Boy is sitting at C, the pocket yeah. and light version is added to B. There's no light on it, but there's color graphics. Yeah, yeah, color graphics, but still no backlight. Which yeah, still, you use I mean, worm while light. you're on a road trip, you're you gotta waiting, use that worm like, light. No, no, you gotta uh-huh. use the worm oh, light. Oh yeah, man. the worm light. Oh the yeah, the one where yeah. you sit it up there and you're like, what the fuck? Or those like bootleg <laughs> third party things where it was like the magnifier to make the screen bigger, and it also had the yeah. white, <laughs> yeah, light around no, the edges, and you couldn't see shit. Yeah, uh, the Game Boy Color was fucking fantastic, but we were shortly, shortly away from some big improvements on on what the Game oh, Boy was. Oh, certainly, and, certainly. Uh, 
moving past uh, Pocket Pikachu stuff, Game Boy Advance. Ooh, yeah. The Game Boy Advance was a major improvement over the Game Boy Color with a new handheld shape, shoulder buttons, and better graphics. It was technically compared to the Super Nintendo console, except that the Game Boy Advance's 16-bit sound is not as powerful as the SNES's. Some games remade from the Super Nintendo for the Game Boy Advance had to remix their soundtracks, soundtracks right, so they would work on the handheld system. And this is clearly evident in the Donkey Kong Country series. As a fun yep. fact, it was also backwards compatible with Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, making it the first Nintendo handheld to be backwards compatible with more than one generation of console. And this was released in 2001. This is fucking S plus tier console or handheld console for me. This has an yeah. unbelievable form factor that was fucking fantastic. Once again, I had the see-through purple one. It was yep, fucking same. phenomenal. It had the shoulder buttons, which is a whole new fucking world for you. Did it light up? No, it didn't. It didn't fucking light up. That wasn't there. But there was peripherals like you could buy for it and accessories that, that would bring you that. But the graphics on this were fucking phenomenal. I remember playing, yep. just, oh my God, so many games on this thing. I had a blast. I'd like to see it at S+. But... That's uh, yeah, I was between S and S plus. Um, I, I thoroughly think this is, you know what? God. I'll put it at S only knowing it's well, I, successor. I, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to S plus because with the successor, the fell, that motherfucker is going the... straight to the top. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I think, yeah, I think Game Boy Advance is S. Let's put it at S. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Again, the only thing missing to make this console absolutely fucking perfect was, was the, the better sound and the backlight. The backlight. Those. I didn't I even guess really give a things, fuck right? about the sound. Yeah, I didn't either. Most of the time, I had all it of it was really annoying sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Here we go. Game Boy Advance SP. The Game Boy Advance SP was the first Game Boy to have a clamshell design, much like the Nintendo DS. Later on, and the Game Boy Advance SP featured much better graphics and a front-lit screen, which could be turned on or off. The model AGS-001, the newer model, AGS-101, features a backlit screen with adjustable brightness. The system's game compatibility is identical to the Game Boy Advance's backwards compatibility with the Game Boy and Game Boy Color continued with the SP. This was released in 2003. Oh, my God. I So, I, I love this. The form factor is not as good as the Advance, I fucking, though. So, I did not. What color did you have? I had a red one. Blue, baby. Blue. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've got it sitting over there. Uh, the only issue I had was it was smaller, so it did cramp up your hands. But the fact that it folded up like it did protected was really, really cool. Protected, protected the screen. Because all your other Game Boys and shit, you'd have to put in a case. Or yeah. it, it fucking, you know, it, it sucked. Like, you, you, that was the cheapest fucking plastic they used. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I remember, like, two weeks in, I had a little scratch on the black part of my Game Boy Advance on the screen where it says Game Boy Advance went up. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. And I saved up and I got a case for it, but yeah, boy, S I don't plus for me. Yeah. It's not an S plus plus, but it's an S plus. No S plus. Okay, cool. The form factor is so bad looking back at it. It's not it's great. So cramped. I mean, my hands are bigger now, but yeah, I was going to say as a kid, I didn't notice it as much, but yeah, definitely now. Granted, I still don't have large And the hands, shoulder buttons fucking sucked. They weren't great, no. They were the, awful. The advanced form factor, but if you added in some of the shit about like the, the actual SP, this thing would have been perfect, but it's mm -hmm. so close.
Moving on to the Nintendo DS, the Nintendo DS featured two screens, the bottom one being a touchscreen. The system also had enhanced graphics. It featured backwards compatibility with Game Boy Advance games, um, except it didn't have multiplayer for Game Boy Advance, but not original Game Boy and Game Boy Color. It was often criticized for its chunky design, often referred to it as the DS Fat by fans. The DS sold 154 million units, making it the second best-selling console behind the PlayStation 2. It was released in 2004. I had the DS Fat. I got the DS day of with my fucking paper route money. I would put this at the S tier. If Knowing not even the predecessor or the, the, yeah. the, those that are coming after. So the only reason being get rid of the three, get, get rid of the, the dual screen side of stuff and just the graphical upgrade was a big deal for a Nintendo handheld system. That's why I'd put it at an S. Although I agree with you, sitting at an A tier, the backlight on that thing fucking sucked. You could turn it off and on. There's a button on the side that you could choose like different brightness values for it. It sucked. It was not a good backlit screen. It was very fat. It was very chunky. It was very interesting to use in many ways. So you know what? I think it's an A. I think you're right. I think it's an A. Uh I would go a. I, it's a seven I, out of ten. Yeah, I like what it did, and I like what it set up for you know it, its uh, successors to come in and do with mm-hmm. some of the other versions of it. It, it kind of gets in the weeds where you're like, okay, well, there's the Nintendo DS, there's Nintendo DS Lite, there's DSi, DS. <laughs> there's so many versions of oh, yeah. the oh, we'll get DS to them, or we'll 3DI get to or whatever the fuck, you know right? It. Like, um. But yeah, I would I would throw this at a solid A tier, okay. just so we have room to expand as we move yes. forward here, or as drop down move. in some cases. Oh yeah, as we move forward, the Game Boy Micro. This was the last model in the Game Boy line and was the smallest handheld ever released. It was also released after the DS hit stores. It featured a lack of backwards compatibility to play original Game Boy and Game Boy Color games due to design changes. It was only able to play Game Boy Advance games. The screen was about two-thirds the size of the original Game Boy Advances, and this was released in 2005. So I, don't, I knew a couple people D, that had dear. purchased these. What you say? E? D. D? At the highest. At the highest. I think F. Yeah, I, I don't mind death. I had friends. I had two friends that had purchased these and they used them to play them on the bus. And I went, I don't understand because you could just take your normal Game Boy Advance on the bus and yeah. have a bigger screen. Like, I don't I don't get it. You I had don't interchangeable face plates. And this mind you, this came out around the time where they had. Um, oh, my gosh. What was that phone that was like the gaming phone that came out before we had like touchscreen phones and shit like that it had a lot of Sonic games on it. Uh, uh the Nyco or something like that, Pocket Geo or something like that. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Uh, it's not ringing a bell, but yeah. Okay, there was a phone that was like sold in like EB Games and stuff like that. That was um, hold on. I'll I think it was it the Nyco Pocket or something like that. Engage, engage. That's it. Okay. Perfect. God damn, that thing does not even look like a phone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. It had Sonic on it. Um, the Nokia Engage. Engage. Yes. The a brief and depressing history of gaming phones. <laughs> you need. So, did you know about that or no? 
Huh? I don't, okay, so I don't you remember need, seeing so that anyone thing. who d- d- didn't know what the Nokia N gauge was, which I didn't know the name of it foolishly, but um, definitely look into it. It's, it's a fascinating piece of technology, and they tried to get into the the gaming market well before the iPhone, well before anything um, was looking towards app stores or software on phones in general beyond um, Brick Breaker, you know, and your fucking BlackBerry. So. Um, that that's it came out around this time and there was this trend of let's micro everything yeah and just make it like a fun little pocket thing so like i remember the commercials like a guy on a subway pulls it out of his briefcase it's like he could just have a game boy advance of his briefcase but it's like because it has stainless steel on it now it's like a fancy game boy but it's two-thirds the size anyways moving on here we go the nintendo ds Lite. this was the first redesign of the nintendo ds line it was much slimmer and smaller than the original nintendo ds and featured a brighter screen backwards compatibility for game boy advance games continued with the ds Lite. 2006 was its release date so i think the ds Lite is this one did not support here this did not support color uh color or or original game boy games right yeah no just game boy advance right but it had a way better backlit screen and i think the screens were better quality if i remember it was also a much nicer design had nicer buttons so like on the ds fat it was like a very tactile like clicky on the ds fat and on this it was like a normal like controller squishy kind of style button I don't know. I I would it's go better. It, I think it's S tier. I think it's with the advanced because the amount of people I knew that fucking had them was yeah. absurd. I would say S tier. Okay. It I was, I didn't a, have any experience with this one personally, but I mean, just judging by what I know about it, it, it was a I thoughtful would say upgrade. S-tier. It was it was thoughtful, and everyone had one of these. Oh and, but God. it was weird because they called it the light, even though it was a pretty significant upgrade on the original ds it it was very strange yeah how about the nintendo dsi my friend the second redesign of the nintendo ds line is slightly bigger thinner and brighter than the ds Lite. it was the first nintendo handheld to feature multimedia it featured a get ready for it 0.3 megapixel camera That you could have fun with editing by editing pictures. Uh, it also featured a music app where you could record your voice and then play around with it. You could also listen to actual music. And lastly, it featured the shop app where you could download games. The backwards compatibility for Game Boy Advance games disappeared in this version of the DS, which caused a lot of disappointment when it came out. On the other hand, it also had a few, a few exclusive games that can't be played on the original DS and DS Lite. This was released in 2008. So, mind you, this was bigger. This was a bigger DS. It had a bigger screen, both top and bottom. Mm -hmm. And it it went from glossy to that flat, nice design that we had. Yeah. Paint color wise. I I would drop this to an A tier with the original. uh, I would drop it. If not a little bit lower. I was thinking B. Only on the basis that they put a camera in it just because they probably had cameras laying around at that point. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just a nicer screen and a nicer backlight, but it yeah, but it do also Game Boy added Advance. it added the store, which is good. But yeah, it but the store wasn't the utilized backwards. at that time in two thousand eight. Right. It wasn't being no, utilized, I, and it I, lost Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I, I'd say B's fair. Okay, losing Game Boy Advance at this point in time not a good hurt move. A lot, yeah. 
God, they okay. were just rapid firing these motherfuckers for yeah, a while. Nintendo DSi XL. The third and last redesign of the Nintendo DS line and the first in the Jeez, XL the family. Same. It was the same as the Nintendo DSi, <laughs> except the featured a much bigger and heavier design with a new 4.3-inch dual screens, making it the size of the PlayStation Portable. It also Jeez. is the biggest, brightest, and heaviest of the four models. Like its predecessor, it is not backwards comp- compatible with GBA games, and it came out in 2009. I think it remains I give in it the a, B tier. You're going to leave it in the B tier? I. It's just a bigger DSi. It had a brighter yeah, screen. That's fair. That's fair. Bigger and heavier for a portable is typically not good, especially if you aren't adding anything to it other than a better screen. Right. Uh, yeah, I would I would say keep it in the B tier. I almost bumped it up to A, but that makes sense. Yeah, let's let's keep it B tier. All right. Here we go now. The Nintendo 3DS, the successor to the DS line. The Nintendo 3DS can produce 3D graphics on the top screen without the need for glasses and is backwards compatible with most DS and DSi games. It also includes a portable Mi Maker and Street Pass, and it was also the first Nintendo handheld to feature a joystick. This came out in 2011. So I had you. Did you have one of the original OG 3DSs? No. Okay, I did. So I had a red one. It was glossy. It was a fingerprint fucking magnet. <laughs> the screens were fucking tiny on the yeah. thing, and the 3D did not work well. Right. It was very innovative. People were freaking out that you could have like 3D gaming like popping out of the screen for you. It didn't mm-hmm. give you headaches, at least for me. It didn't, didn't cause issues, but the 3D was very bad. And all it ended up being was I would turn it off, and I basically had a better Nintendo DS that could do more graphical power with a joystick. Because of that reason, I would not put it any higher than an S. This version, of I was going to say S tier. Yep. Only I on the basis that it was a complete S-tier. upgrade for handheld in graphical capabilities, but nothing yeah. else. I I would go S tier, especially yeah yeah. So it, that so makes eight sense. Out of they 10 did a lot of yeah, which that. is I mean obviously that's not very good. Bad. No, if yeah. I, I was between uh, A and S for sure. Let's talk to the Nintendo 3DS XL. An extra large size version of the 3DS system following the same concept as the DSi XL. The screens are 90% larger than the 3DS with the system also offering an extended battery life. This was 2012. I think it remains the same. The 3D sucked on it still. It was just bigger screens. It had a better battery life. It wasn't glossy. Mind you, the screens were substantially larger. But... I don't think it knocks it up to an S plus because the version that I know most people have is the new Nintendo 3DS was the one that exploded. I almost wonder if we shouldn't knock the original 3DS down a tier and then keep this at S to a yeah, fair enough because okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. With each iteration, these actually did improve. Okay. So the 3DS Quite significantly XL is going to be s yeah okay that's my thinking on it at least for now knowing what's coming right yeah uh knowing what's coming the nintendo 2ds the nintendo 2ds was a redesign of the 3ds which uses most of the same software but differs in physical design features a more solid tablet-like design it was supposedly child-proof nothing is as opposed to Nintendo 3DS clamshell design, as name suggests, it also lacks the 3D feature with the top screen graphics only being rendered in the familiar 2D. And there were some games I just couldn't play. Yeah. 
Yeah, it and definitely it could not like play a door wedge, but it's kind of cool. It is cool. It's Released a cool little door wedge. I I would throw I, this in the B, B tier. Yeah. I I like it for what it is. Like I I bought it I, it was dirt cheap too. That's like the crazy bucks, thing. Wasn't it or it like was that? yeah, at MSRP was 90 bucks. And you could play most games. There was a few games you couldn't play like it's a cool little door wedge, man, for what yep. it is. I I would definitely go B tier. Yeah. Moving on, the new Nintendo 3DS. The new Nintendo 3DS is a revision of the original Nintendo 3DS with new features like Amiibo support, so an NFC chip in it, and the faceplate, and added exclusive games and a virtual console of Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which are incompatible with any of the older models. The console also had a 3D screen, which can be viewed in different angles, improving 3D ability, and two new buttons and an additional controller nub. It was basically a new system. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this, if- this one to me is S+. Yeah, I would say S+. This was a phenomenal system. Yep, I would agree. Absolutely I would absolutely system. agree. Then after this, we had the new Nintendo 3DS XL, same shit, bigger screen. S+. S+. Stays the same. For sure. Cool. And then last, but not least, we've already positioned the Switch Lite. The new Nintendo... 2DS XL. I would say that takes a bump up from the original 2DS. Agreed. Take it up to A tier. Holy um, shit. Yeah. And the and the um, last thing remaining on this is a game and watch for Super Mario oh, Brothers. That's, I that's have, whatever. That's yeah. a fucking F. I have the Zelda one, but it literally has never left the box or packaging. Like it's I, an I, it's an F. It's I mean it's a, it's, it's a it's, collector's thing, right? It's a fucking D. I would it's cool that it came out with it. Uh, God, that, okay, so, that, so can um, I roll through what we've got here? Yeah, Just hang on. Audio uh, listeners. That, the, the new Nintendo 2DS XL, I would almost... Where, where'd you put that? Was that a... That's in B. B? God, I'd almost bump it up That's to A, six. but... I'd, I'd bump it one above That's the original fair. 2DS. That's f- I'd that- bump it A. No, it is. It is an A. Sorry, my apologies. Okay, the okay. 2DS is in, in B. Okay, then cool. I'm good. All yeah. right, here's the rundown. I'm going to go 1 <laughs> to 10 on this, 10 being the highest, okay. uh, just to make it easier. So the Wii Mini sits at 1. The Virtual Boy sits at 2. In 3 out of 10 stars, we've got the Wii Family Edition and the Game Boy Micro. In 4 out of 10 stars, we have the Wii U and the Mario Game & Watch. Uh, Super Mario like Collector Edition when they came back out, right? The five out of ten we have the original Game Boy. We have <laughs> at a six out of ten we have the Wii, the Nintendo, the NES Classic, the Game Boy Pocket, the Game Boy Light, the DSi, the DSi XL, and the Nintendo DS. Two DS, sorry. On Oh my God. On the eight out of 10, we have the N64, the SNES Classic, the Game Boy Color, the Nintendo DS, the Nintendo 3DS original version, and the new Nintendo 2DS XL. Yeah, that's that. That'd be your seven out of 10. Sorry, seven out of 10. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. I was like, now now you're eight out of 10. We have the NES, the GameCube, the Nintendo Switch Lite. 
the Game Boy Advance, the Nintendo DS Lite, and the Nintendo 3DS XL. The 9 out of 10s, we have the original Nintendo Switch, the Switch OLED, the Game Boy Advance SP, the new Nintendo 3DS, and the new Nintendo 3DS XL. And 10 out of 10 top tier system is the SNES. <laughs> Just go ahead and take a guess when we grew up. <laughs> is there any changes we want to make here? I, uh, I'm fine with where the Game Boy's at. Because this yeah. this is how it should be. Is each Every other Game Boy elevates up the chain. Correct. And that's how it Correct. should go. Yes. Right. It doesn't do this dip dive shit like some of the consoles have done. Like the Wii, right? Is lower than the N sixty four and the fucking that the handhelds have been consistent. I mean, each time they put out a new iteration of it, it got better. So yes. I I I fully agree. I mean, it, it hurts me inside to put the I Game Boy at a at a would, C, but I would like to put the SP at the S plus plus. Really? Even with the form factor? That yeah, was the big thing. That kind the of... backlight was the hugest. I mean, that was the. That thing was massive. That thing yeah. was a huge fucking deal. And I would also put the new Nintendo 3DS up at S. Really? The amount of units that sold was absurd. Everyone had that shit, and there was phenomenal. The new, f- new Nintendo 3DS? Yeah. I don't think it sold as well as you would Ooh. think. Because most people already unreal. had it. I don't know. I don't know that off the top of my head. I, I would keep I would keep the SP at an S plus only because that form factor sucked. The form factor was not great. That That's thing fair. hurt That's if fair. you used it for too long. Um if you were gonna bump the new Nintendo 3DS, uh I would almost bump the new Nintendo 3DS XL. Up. 14 million units worldwide. Jesus, that is pretty pretty good for a handheld, especially something that has as many iterations as that has. 14 million for that and for the XL. Probably significantly less. That was right near the end of its lifetime, really. Oh, what's that face? So... All Nintendo 3DS combined, 75 uh-huh. million units. I I thought it was more than that. Oh, that that's specifically that's 3DS. 3DS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Holy fuck. Um hmm. They still sold 170,000 of those in 2021. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. <laughs> ah, shit. They're cool little consoles, man. I granted now they're getting ready to shut down the stores, so there's that. But um, I this, if you were gonna bump if you uh, were gonna bump one up to S plus plus, I would say you. I I would lean towards Switch personally. Um, but I also here, here's the problem: are we are we just bumping it up? Because it it has finally some of the stuff that our other console have had for so fucking long. <laughs> but this is out of Nintendo stuff, right? So Yeah, this is solely Nintendo stuff. 
Yeah, it's an S plus plus, but which one is it? The OLED version or the original OG? I think the OG is enough to it, which means the OLED fucking version is up there too. <laughs> I know, I know. Because uh, at the start, it was all ports and third party shit. Now, I, obviously, it's evolved into a lot different games. I, it's also got cloud gaming now too. Yeah, that shit's I, fucking S plus plus. Let's go. Let's move that. <laughs> It's the cloud gaming alone, bro. Like, you can play Hitman on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It, the The bad part is the the Wi Fi inside of the the Switch sucks yeah. ass though. It's not great. But I I have it, not. So if if I go back, I had the GameCube. I had I've had every Nintendo system growing up. Actually, except for now, there's a period of time where there's a long period of time where I don't have the N64, but then I finally had one. So, like, following the natural progression of the actual product lifeline for me, GameCube, I played a shit ton of. We played a decent amount of for sure. Wii U, I fell off from the Nintendo wagon. 3DS, I had it, kind of fell off, wasn't really paying much attention to stuff, kind of was out of the handheld stuff and moving towards more of the console, like 360 and shit like that. And then the Switch has brought me back to yeah. actually give a shit about playing Nintendo games. I I I think the Man. list where you have it right now is perfect. Okay, I'm gonna take a screenshot and send this to you so you can tweet it later. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I think the Switch has done something for Nintendo that they have not been able to do in a long time. And it has brought me back to Nintendo in a way that I have not been a part of in a very long time. I I love my Switch. I take it like I mean I'm I'm getting ready to go on a on a trip tomorrow. I'm taking my Switch Lite with me. Like I I I fucking love this. I carry it around the house. Even if I'm not going to play it, I carry it around the house in case I want to play it later. Amazing. So I I, I think it definitely belongs where it is. Now, when we get a a actual upgrade to the Switch, or whether it's the Switch Two or whatever the fuck it's gonna be, um, well, I, there's something that came out today that said that Nintendo is not going to release another console until they can create a unique feel, which means oh, no. that they're gonna do something they're different. Gonna f- no, keep the Switch. It's such a beautiful like. That I think is, their problem, the Brody, I think their problem is that they can't keep it at a price point in that form yeah. factor if to to upgrade it to where it would have to be to be compatible or co- uh competitive uh, yeah. yeah comparable yeah i think they're um, gonna go more the cloud route yeah they gotta work on their everything their, <laughs> everything everything like online <sighs> related for them is a nightmare very true all right let's have one more look at this just so people can see on the video there it is. It'll be on our Twitter at Diggity Podcast and our Instagram at Diggity Podcast as well. I'm sure people should talk on there. No problem. That'll be great. We'll deal with it. It's fine. We are who we are. We're, we're merely yeah, just post two men on the internet. Uh, other than that, that'll do it for the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Um, if you have uh, a different thought on uh, what should have been in a different place, send us a tweet at Diggity Podcast. Or put a comment in the uh, YouTube video. Remember to like and subscribe to Spawn Camp. 
uh, for more awesome stuff from Diggity, for more awesome stuff from WASD, OBO, as well as Bill Bros. And uh, until next time, guys, we will uh, we'll check you later. I'm going to go get some, uh, my thumbs are going to cramp up playing some Switch in bed. See ya. Hell yeah.